Welcome to MedHeads, the weekly show that brings a biopsychosocial focus to issues of the day, along with special guests who will showcase their expertise and enthusiasm about their field of practice. Your host, Dr. Fergal Armstrong. Hello, my name is Dr. Fergal Armstrong and welcome to MedHeads. Today we have Craig Payne, one of our regular guests. He's a group facilitator. Craig, how are you today? Yeah, really well, Fergal. Good to see you again. Yeah, it's good to see you too. So today I thought we'd take the opportunity of discussing direction and purpose as it applies to substance use disorders and recovery. So what's, what's your view of these concepts? Well, I just feel that um, direction and purpose becomes key to establishing and maintaining the focus and 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 um, and the idea of of what your idea of recovery is um, and getting to recovery. Um, it's right. easy to float through with this airy fairy idea, but um, of what you're going to try and do, but to have a, some real direction and purpose set um, is essential. So without direction and purpose, it has been said that there is a gap in your life. You know, drugs have provided you with a space. They've, sorry, they've, they've filled a gap in your life. Drugs have filled a gap. There's an emptiness in your life. Drugs fill it. When you take away the drugs, you've got this hole in your heart, this hole in your identity that you need to fill. And I suppose purpose uh, or rather purposeful activities and and identity and direction they are the things that you need to have in your life that to replace the drugs that that put something back into that emptiness within you is that is that something that you would agree with do you think i'm on the right track yeah yeah definitely um because because you're right you know the the substances have taken up so much time they they do serve as purpose and yeah, that's to, to feel better um, and to get you through the day. Um, and so, and, yeah, using can be a full-time job, you know. So when you take that away, um, yeah, you're right, there is this massive, massive hole that's left. So ha- how do you feel, feel that and what do you do? And more importantly, how do you stay focused on it um, is, right. is a really key question. And, and I think that's where the direction and purpose comes in. Because um, it's one right. thing to the purpose just helps you establish the framework to to be making the decisions and um, and making positive decisions that are going to protect your recovery. Uh, and then having that purpose allows you to set goals along the way to achieve that. So, talk to me then about your view of meaningful, purposeful activity. What can someone do whose, whose previous full-time job was being an addict? What can someone do to fill that time in? And what would be a reasonable activity? Uh, well, reasonable activities are starting to re-establish a routine throughout the day. Um, diet, exercise, maintaining appointments, um, attending self-help groups, uh, that may be starting to look back into study, look back into work. Um, and I think making sure that you don't go too hard, too fast is really key in that too. Um, 
if you haven't worked for a long time, jumping straight back into full-time work may not be the most effective way of doing things. Um, because if your yeah, purpose is yeah. to stay sober and, and, you know, and maintain a relatively stress-free sort of lifestyle for it, for the early stages, um, then jumping back into full-time work probably isn't the best idea. So being able to maintain, yeah. remember what that purpose is will allow you to stay focused on what are positive choices for you. So and maybe I suppose going back to work the, two days a week. Yeah, you can't you can't jump from being utterly dysfunctional to working, paying taxes, being a responsible partner, being a responsible parent, being a responsible carer in one day. You need to, no, you need to train yourself. And I suppose it's I suppose it's like running a marathon, isn't it? You know, you, you don't just get up off a couch and, and run a twenty six mile marathon. You need you need to have the purpose, the direction and the and the, the journey mapped out. So what you're saying in that journey, in, in that mapping out of the journey, is there there are various activities that are required. And and you've mentioned self help groups, you've mentioned exercise, you've mentioned study, you've mentioned a graduated return to work. I didn't hear you mention the reestablishment of networks and relationships. Is that part of, of, of purposeful activity? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and this is one of the, the things I talk to people about all the time is um, what is it that you want your life to look like uh, and what is it that you want to do? And, um, and start, like if that was to, I don't know, some, if someone had an interest in music and they felt that one of the activities that they like to do is to start a band. Okay, great. Yeah. Um, but what's the purpose of that band? How do you get back into things? Um, is it just going to be once a week? Is it just yeah? Is it something that you want to take further? Is or is this just going to be a group of guys jamming um, on a on a you know once or twice a week? And that will then enable a, a bit more direction for that to happen. And you'll find other people with that similar interest. And with that similar focus, that um, yeah, and then you're much more likely to be able to maintain that um, that relationship rather than mm. rather than it disappearing. So, it took me years, personally speaking, to realize what I wanted to do in life. How how was someone who's been a full time addict suddenly going to realize? what they want to do in life and then how are they going to know which direction to go to and how are they i mean so we've talked about the mapping of the journey but what's where's the destination how, how do you know what you want to be or where you want to go it took me years so how can you expect someone who, who hasn't even thought about that to suddenly come up with that idea what what kind of steps do you do you help people with in that regard well, I think yeah, and you're right. Yeah, you know, and I'm still figure still figuring out what it is for me too. And I and I think um, yeah. a lot of the time we all are, um, but it's keeping that in mind too, and being able to um, help them understand that not all goals will be achieved, and not all got. But ah. um, starting to yeah. starting to set them, and starting yeah. to work towards something, then allows you to yes. open up different parts. But just beginning the work is where it starts. Yes. So there's two things that you've said there that really uh, uh, trigger my interest. One 
is not all goals will be achieved or not all goals are achievable. And two, you've got to start somewhere. You've got to take the first step. So even if you don't have a view or a concept in total clarity of what you want to be in life or where you want to go in life, you still need to make those first steps. You still need to keep walking the path. Every day you need to get up and you need to walk the path, even though you may not have a very clear idea of where that path is going. So yeah. let's go back to not all goals are achievable or not, not all goals will be achieved. That could be potentially very frightening, couldn't it, to someone who's just managed to quit booze or quit drugs and all of a sudden be told, well, actually, you're probably going to fail. Yeah, with, with the goals that you're setting, absolutely. Um, but that's where the, the support networks are really important and good set support networks and, and um, identifying the goals with people so that they can yeah. be there to help and they can be there to help you yeah. identify where things might go wrong. And I think, yeah, you're, you're absolutely right in, in making the goals achievable. You know, there are the, the old yeah. SMART goals that they talk about. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. and but What also, do you mean yeah, by SMART? For people who are listening or watching, what do you mean by SMART goals? Uh, SMART goals an acronym standing for SMART, uh, sorry, specific, measurable, attainable, uh, realistic, and, and with, timely. So with a time frame attached time, to it. Time so specific, yeah. It's just time specific, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, so there's multiple smart goals. Yeah, go. There's multiple smart goals. Like I think of it like a nail gun. Bang, 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 bang. You have multiple smart goals along your journey towards your overall objective. Yeah, absolutely. And that becomes yeah. the purpose. Yeah, yeah. For the, yeah. So there's... So you're establishing, so you're getting direction, but you're working towards a bigger purpose. Yeah. So one of the things we talked about just there now, or I, I talked about rather, <laughs> rather than you, uh, was um, this idea of failure. You know, that not it's 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 very threatening to be con to be confronted with failure. But one of the points that I want to make was negative feedback is the driver for change. Negative feedback is the driver for improvement. Because if you get feedback that says, you know what, you're doing fine, everything's okay, you don't need to change, then you're not going to do anything, you're not going to change, you're not going to become a better person, you're not going to even be a different person. So as uncomfortable and as painful as negative feedback is, it is the essential ingredient to change. How does that Absolutely. fit in with the recovery model? Well, getting used to the fact that things aren't always going to go your way, you're right. Um, need, you need to get used to that. Um, and with, with recovery as well, sometimes there are going to be, there's going to be lapses, there's going to be relapses um, along the way, or there can be, it doesn't have to be. Mm -hmm. um, and getting used to that and acknowledging it and you know we spoke about acceptance and and saying that okay it's happened that that allows me to to keep um to keep moving forwards um but just right. recognize it and and then to to take a new path and to try and establish a new way there and find a new solution yes. and to be working yes. be working around things and with the right people within your network 
And if people are uh, aware of what it is that you're trying to work towards, they can offer help. They can offer solutions. Yeah. And it's not all up to the individual to try and do it. Yeah. So I suppose another way of thinking about it is that uh, a relapse is an opportunity to understand what went wrong and then to put changes into one's life to try and avoid the previous pitfall. So a yeah, relapse and, and not, in the early stages of Go on. Yeah, no, and not losing sight of what the ultimate goal is. So the ultimate yes. goal is, is, is at, say, abstinence. Well, yeah. if there's been some some um, some trips trips along the way, that's okay because we're still working yeah. towards the ultimate purpose, and the ultimate goal is yes. is that uh, is that abstinence. So there are going to be trips, there are going to be falls, and and so-called failures. But I'm not a fan of the word failure. Um, yeah. I've seen some great stuff lately, and you know, and there's this this, this saying that's yeah, you know, I failed my way to success. Yeah, and getting that clear in people's heads as well is that yeah, there's, there's going to be there's going to be times where things don't go your way, and this is where yeah. the the behavioural type stuff comes comes into play, because it's how are you gonna how are you gonna cope with rejection? How are you gonna cope um, if you if you don't get the job? How are you gonna cope if you don't get yeah. the apartment? How are you gonna cope if the relationship ends? And you know, yes. but there's things are going to go wrong. How are you going to keep living your purpose? Yes. So you cannot avoid pain in life. You cannot avoid rejection. You cannot avoid failure in life. So really, what what keeps us going is 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 a, a fundamental purpose in life. What keeps people in recovery going is is has to be firstly the objective of abstinence, as you've said, but. <clears throat> We've also alluded to the fact that, that a, a higher purpose or purposeful activity can fill that void. So my next question to you then is, how do you draw out of someone that passion? How do you identify with someone what they could do that it could fill that void? Uh, one of the questions I like to ask is, um, what are the things that you used to do like, as, yeah. you know, as a teenager, as a, as a you know, years ago, or what are the things that you used to do that um, that time just whittled away? You know, where you just lost yourself in in that, and it was a really passionate sort of activity. And a lot of the time, they're sports or crafts or um, you know, and just identifying what it is that they're not doing anymore, and mm -hmm. starting to work out how they can incorporate that back into their life, because. So their purpose has to be themselves as well. And, you yeah. know, it's easy to lose track of things and say, oh, but I've got my family and I've got this and I've got that. But part of the purpose has to be to, to keep you happy and, and establish a lifestyle that um, that you enjoy living. Because if you don't enjoy so you're living it, you're like going to start a, to look for the external solution. You're, you're almost a career guidance counsellor in this regard, aren't you? <clears throat> Well, in a way, yeah. Um, yeah. And it's because they're such big questions. You know, what's your purpose in life? What do you want to do? What do you want? And, and like you yes. said before, it sounds like a massive question. It's like, it's really yes. confronting. Um, and I don't yeah. know, but maybe that can be just if, if you just make um, abstinence your purpose, that establishes a framework for a lot of your decisions to be made around. 
and you start to make healthier decisions. Uh, but I don't think you can use ab I, I don't think you can use abstinence as the final destination or purpose because abstinence is emptiness. So you've then got to find out something else to fill that void that we've already discussed, surely. Uh, no, abstinence is an emptiness. Abstinence, um, abstinence is a great place to be um, if you've established oh. a meaningful life around it. So it's that, that establishing the meaningful life and, and trying new things, trying old things. Um, well, that's exactly what I've said, a meaningful up. life. Yeah. A yeah. purposeful life. So, but I suppose we're in furious agreement on life. this issue. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I know, look, I know for me that a lot of the decisions, that my, my ultimate, uh, one of my ultimate uh, purposes is to, is to live a meaningful life and, and within that becomes abstinence. Because if I'm not abstinent, yes. then none yes. of the other stuff exists. So yes. ultimately, yes. so what's, what, what is my purpose there? I sort of tend to put the abstinence above everything else because it, without that, that, there isn't the other things. So a lot of my decisions yeah. are made based on that. So it's the foundation and upon which all other purposeful, meaningful activities and identity is, is built. So let's move on to um, self-identity. I think that, that purposeful activity provides identity. And I think that, that uh, some substance use disorder erodes identity as much as it, result, as, as much as it, as it erodes uh, self-esteem and, and, and one's place in society. What do you think? Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's the thing I hear most is I don't know who I'm, I am anymore or I've just lost track of who yeah. I am. And that yes. comes down to that life of, of no purpose and no meaning. And this is why yes. we, or why I try to establish with people, okay, well, what is it that you want to do? And what is it that you're not doing anymore? And yeah. a lot of the time that can come down to as well the values with which they're living life by because a lot of that can go out the door when during using times. So is it is it also valid to ask the question, rather than what do you want to do, is it valid to ask the question, who do you want to be, going back to this concept of identity? Who do you want to be? And well, yeah, and, and why? And, and, yeah. And, and what is it you want, you want to make that, those changes for? What is it that you're trying to move away from? What is it that you're trying to yeah. work towards? Where do you think self-esteem plays in, uh, a role in this? Uh, again, comes in with this re-establishing or establishing identity. Um, yeah. Because when you start to fill your life with meaningful activities, you start to just feel better. You start to, and eventually down the track, it's like you really want to get out of bed to start to live that day and to, like, you know, yeah. to, to get involved in that day. And, and um and all the activities that you have planned for it. Um, if you have a job that you really like going to and, it, and, it, and it's a great job and you, know, you really enjoy it, you're going to want to bounce it and get out of bed and go. Uh, if you've gone away for the weekend camping, yeah, camping's been something that I haven't done for ages. You know, and that's maybe something that I want to do and get back into it. It's, it can, setting up this life can actually be quite simple. We tend to overcomplicate things and want yeah. so much more 
but forget the value what do you of mean just by that? the little things and, the, and well a simple how often do people say uh oh, you know i do what do i hear i just went away camping for a weekend and i came back and yeah you know, we didn't do anything out there we just you know we went for a walk we sat by the fire we ate we watched the sunset and that was just a really great weekend and it wasn't full of it doesn't have to be full of a thousand activities and on the go all the time um it's just what do you want to do and finding that like if it's um maybe getting back into woodwork maybe getting back into painting um you know working on the car those activities that just where time just flies by and but it's something that's really meaningful to you all right so Life doesn't tell me about routine I, I i find that routine, routine also helps in this process and without without purposeful activity yeah. you don't have routine and that's when you start thinking of using yeah definitely um and by keeping things relatively simple and not comp complicating it it's a lot easier to establish yeah. a routine and this is why early yes. days we try and uh we try and push that message of, of simplest of simplicity and yeah i know although it's it, and it doesn't sound that exciting but getting out of bed having a shower going for a walk reading the paper um going to a meeting uh you know um doing some work around the house going and visiting a friend all these little things just just keeping it simple to begin with and just establishing a, a nice little routine for yourself so that you can fill the day but the most yeah. important thing is that it's got to be stuff that you enjoy doing because if you don't yeah. enjoy doing it there's a good chance you're going to stop and that's when the routine starts to go and if if it's not going to bed at, at the same time like at, at, a, at a reasonable hour you wake up tired the next day when you wake up tired you probably don't want to get out of bed and you can start to make reasons not to go diet may go because you're looking for the more sugary type things to help you feel better and then if you yeah. if your diet goes you don't feel as good about yourself and the self-esteem can start to drop and then the exercise drops off and so yeah. one little domino starts to fall and that routine's out the window it's really um yeah it, it can be a dangerous place to be for your recovery so routine is an essential component of early recovery and is part of the journey towards purposeful activity identity and abstinence well routine is um is part of the purpose you know if, if, if the purpose is yeah. um is is recovery then routine is one of the goals that's got to be set through there and because yeah. establishing that routine is going to be key to living your purpose so how do you actually establish a routine and how long does it take to establish that routine uh how do you establish a routine you start today and you start to work out what you want what 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 you want that routine to look like but and just getting out of bed and getting it started um, and that could take a day, a week, a month. Um, it, but before you know it, yeah, you've got it done. Um, surprisingly, it doesn't take long, and especially if it's things that you're enjoying doing, you start to feel, you start right, to feel so, good about doing it, and you start to want to jump up and do more of it. Right. 
I read Tony Robbins, one of these motivational speakers, describing how routines take about 28 days to establish. Um, but uh, you're, what you're saying is that routines can be effectively established sooner than that. You know, getting up in the morning, getting up on time, get, uh, you know, going to bed at a reasonable hour. Th those very basic uh, bodily function routines can take uh, less than 28 days to establish. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I'm saying if you get started, it happens. It, it, it'll just happen. And maybe there is a, a lot more science to it. If Tony Robbins yeah. is saying 28 days, then great. But, um, you know, I've seen people get back who, who have thought sleep patterns were totally shot and it was gonna, they were never going to yeah. be able to do it. I've seen them do it over the course of a week. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, so, but just by starting, yeah, that's where it's going to happen. So we've talked about identity and purpose as, as really the, the, the concepts that fill the hole that is left in one's heart when you remove the full-time job that is addiction. Where do you see relationships and personal networks fitting into identity and purpose? Um, well, they, they're twofold. Um, one is to, um, to enable you to have a support network um, and to help you work, work that life of direction and purpose and work, work towards the goals that you want, you want to achieve. Um, yeah. And secondly, you establish new relationships. If um, getting back into a dance group uh, is something that you wanted to do, if getting into an art group is something that you wanted to do, there's two new social networks that you may effectively open up. And if you're going and doing classes and if you're going and meeting people, there's potential to meet people with common interests. And in that right. common interest, becomes a can become a tighter bond. And especially during recovery, there's a massive goal left. Uh, oh, sorry, a massive hole left by... When yeah. they say you know you, you can't hang out with your old friends anymore, you can't hang around with your old social networks. That's a really daunting thing to say to someone. That all right, you're going to take away the drugs and alcohol, and then we're going to take away your support network as well. So hey, there you go. It's up to you. Make it work. But finding yeah. activities that that fill your time effectively and around people with common interests, um, yeah, we'll we'll just um, allow you to maybe open up, meet new people and be a little bit more stable within, within your lifestyle. So isn't it interesting that activity creates the network? So activity in drugs creates a, net, a network of, uh, of individuals who use drugs. And when we take away those, those drugs, we have to take away those people. And then we have to identify and engage in a new activity, which then gives us a new network. So the question then, the question then is, does does the activity come first, or does the network come first? What do you think? So, I think it's definitely the activity that comes first. Finding that thing that you yeah. want to get involved in, and finding that thing that you want to do, um, and yeah. then and then the network comes from that, um, and within yeah. that becomes a more positive network, yeah, and a more positive lifestyle. So positive activity, meaningful activity, then engenders meaningful and positive networks of support. Yeah, and all built around yeah, the common purpose of creating a life of recovery.
So as usual, we've run out of time far too quickly, but just before we close, can you give us one message of hope that is relevant to the idea of identity and meaningful activity and purpose as it applies to recovery? Yeah, I think there's a this is a there's a real opportunity now, and there's a there's a lot of choice, uh, a lot of choice for you. Um, there's so many options available to um, to create a life that that you want to live, um, and that's full of activities that you want to do, um, and to to establish a, a purpose to your life and, and some real values and um, and things you want to do. So uh, and and direction. So. Just have a think. What is it that you don't do anymore? What is it that you'd like to do again? Um, and there's a real chance to just be be happy without drugs and alcohol. So give it a crack. Thank you. There's a real chance that you can be happy without drugs and alcohol. So give it a crack. I'll take that away yeah. and think about that. Craig, thanks so much for your time today. I really do hope that you can join us again soon. Thank you. Cheers, Fergal. Thanks, man. That's it for today's MedHead show. Thank you for watching. My name is Fergal Armstrong.